Welcome back to Small Town Missing. I'm Thomas. I'm Will. And I'm Rhonda. And thank you guys so much for liking, commenting, subscribing, sharing. It's all greatly appreciated. Yeah, we had several likes last week. That was oh, awesome. Oh, did we? Oh, yeah. That's we did. awesome. Like, are, are y'all talking about like on Instagram? Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. And we also had quite a few downloads, a few more than usual. Hey, I'll take that. Or at least they were earlier than usual. Earlier than usual. I listened. I always listen. I listened yeah. on my way home from work. Yep. Good deal. Uh, but first, before we get into this episode, uh, we will more than likely not have an episode next week mm-hmm. because I am going on vacation. <gasps> Fine. One of the rare occasions where I go on vacation. I know it. Uh, but we will have an episode ready for y'all the next week. Yeah. Uh, we might re-release an old episode just to kind of have something out there, or we might even find an episode from RTW. Oh, that's that a good idea. Like, yeah. That we liked a lot, and do something with it. But we'll see what we do, and we'll we'll make comments on Instagram. But I just want to give everyone a heads up that there may or may not be a new episode next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not expect a ep- new episode next week. We will be back the following week. Yes. And so hopefully to uh, after you've had some nice, deserved relaxation. All right. And basically what Thomas is saying, Will and I do not know how to operate the soundboard. Oh, yes. exactly. He was like, well, y'all could just like, you know, record. I said, no, it's yeah, over. I, that's what I said. I said, just record it because, I mean, I don't really interject that much. I said, it's over. I just run the board. I said, it's done. I said, no, oh. we, we put the kibosh on that real quick, didn't we, Ron? Yeah, they did. We did. I don't want to break it. So. <laughs> but, all right, guys. We're ready to start our episode. All right. Well, you're looking at me, so I guess it's my Look, turn. Yeah, I, expect, I expect you to do something. <laughs> Hurry, Rhonda. <laughs> All right. This week's episode has three missing persons. Oh, wow. Yes. It's Paul Skiba, S-K-I-B-A, his daughter, Sarah, and Lorenzo Deshaun Shivers, C-H-I-V-E-R-S. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Mm-hmm. Who worked for Paul in his moving and storage company, Tough Movers, in Westminster, Colorado. And the three vanished on February 7th, 1999. We have been on this three thing lately, Rhonda. Last week, uh, three three lighthouse keepers went missing. So we're going for another three this oh, week. Oh, you're right, Well, <clears throat> I didn't even think about I that. I didn't even you're think right. about that either. Uh, Paul and Sarah's mother, Michelle Russell, were divorced. And Sarah lived with her mother in Granby, Colorado. The weekend of February 7th was Sarah's uh, scheduled visitation with her father. He lived in Thornton, Colorado. And Granby to Thornton is about a 90-hour drive. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me back up. <laughs> Granby to Thornton is about a 90-mile drive. Okay. Tough Movers had a move scheduled February 7th in Morrison, Colorado. Now, Sarah went with the two men. I, I assume, you know, she's visiting with her dad, so he was like, hey, come along. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Uh, the three were last seen at 6 p.m. that evening. Okay. Sarah's mother reported her missing when she didn't return from the visitation with her father. At first, police thought Paul had taken Sarah with Lorenzo's assistance. Oh, okay. So this is they're thinking like an abduction at this point. Well, they're probably thinking custody battle. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, in my in the research I've done, Paul and Michelle were divorced, but I don't know if maybe there was some kind of custody battle still going on with uh with Sarah. Mm-hmm. But he did have hesitation, so it wasn't like you know, I, I'm not sure that there was, it was contentious. Yeah, I, yeah. It sounds like, yeah, it doesn't sound like that would be a contentious thing, especially if he's able to see her. Yeah. And and again, I'm making the assumption that there was a custody battle going on. At least that's what I'm getting with the police um, thinking he had abducted her. And mm. the police actually uh, 
a warrant was actually issued for Paul's arrest. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's it's weird, too, because we always talk about how, like, you know, especially if there's someone goes missing, like a child of, like, maybe divorced parents or something, like, they always think it's one of the parents like, that does it, especially because we, we've seen that several different times. Right. N- a non-custodial yeah, parent. non-custodial parent. When Paul and Sarah hadn't he- been heard from for a week, Michelle and a friend went to Tough Movers Moving Company lot 7010 Raleigh Street, number five in Westminster. They found the moving truck in the lot. The truck wasn't parked the way Paul usually uh, parked it. And from what I'm reading, he was very particular about how the trucks were parked. Okay, that makes sense. Because, I mean, and and I'm glad people are, like, taking notice of that. That that could be a very important aspect of this case. It could be. And not only that, but the parking lot gates lock had been changed. Oh, so it's a different lock altogether. A different lock altogether on the gate. According to Charlie Project, the truck had two bullet holes, was smeared with blood, a piece of human scalp with hair attached was inside, along with additional hair on the truck's fender. That's so weird. Uh, that's uh, I did not expect you to go to that, Rhonda. That that's a little odd thing that going there. Uh, well, I know. Normally, I do a missing person case, and we don't have much to go on yeah. other than like. Someone found her bicycle or someone found this. But yeah, this is this is pretty dark. Shell casings and blood were also found in the lot. Okay, DNA test proved the blood on the truck's door was Paul's. The blood on the ground was Paul and Sarah's. And the piece of scalp was Paul's, and the hair on the fender was Sarah's. Oh, my goodness. It sounds like there was like a struggle, like a bad struggle or something. I I agree. It does sound like it was quite a struggle. Mm -hmm. And the hair on the fender, it just could she have been run over? I don't know. That's a really dark place to go, but that's just what I'm wondering. Mm -hmm. According to Colorado Bureau of Investigation, physical evidence was found at the moving and storage company and in or on two moving trucks. Oh, so this is like spreading out to more vehicles now? That's weird. Uh, it is weird. The truck's 3 by 10 foot metal loading ramp, straps, and moving blankets were missing. Okay. Authorities believe the metal ramp may have contained evidence. I assume the straps and the, the uh, moving blankets may have been used to move the bodies. Mm-hmm. Police changed the case status to endangered missing and announced foul play was suspected. According to Doe Network, the case is considered a homicide investigation. Hey, yeah, I mean, like especially with what, you know, stuff that they've uncovered. Right. February 17th, 10 days after the disappearance, Lorenzo Shivers' vehicle was found blocks away from the moving company at the apartment complex parking lot of the 3800 block of West 68th Avenue, Westminster. Okay. Ten days later, February 27th, Paul's vehicle was located in an apartment complex parking lot near the 3100 block of Arkansas Street in Denver. Why are these, like, like trucks being found in all these, like, apartment buildings? That's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is weird. And one was in Denver and one was in Westminster. Well, they were, like you said, a moving company? They were a moving company. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe they could have been going to a job or something? No, no, no. These were their personal vehicles. Oh, these are the personal vehicles. Yeah, these were not trucks from the moving companies that had been moved somewhere. Yes, that that really adds a little air of mystery. And, And maybe I didn't specify that whenever I was talking earlier. The truck with the evidence on it found in the parking lot was a moving company Yeah, that's truck. what I thought. I thought these other ones might have been other moving trucks or something. So, okay. So, I can see what you're talking about now. Yeah, and both of those vehicles had been parked in the business parking lot on February 7th. Okay. Okay. 
According to Colorado Bureau of Investigation, and this is from the website, the investigation and forensic evidence indicate Sarah and Paul Skiba and Lorenzo Shivers were likely murdered near 72nd Avenue and Raleigh Street in Westminster on February 7th. Yeah, and I, I don't know, like, did you say, Rhonda, a particular amount? Like, do you know how much blood we were talking about, like, at the crime scene, necessarily? Uh, I had read, and I don't recall which of these uh, sources, and all the sources, obviously, are going to be included in our notes. I don't recall, but one of the sources mentioned that they thought it was significant enough that it it was a homicide. It could warrant a homicide. Okay. Right. So that makes sense. Yep. According to investigators, the truck left the lot around 9 p.m. and returned around midnight. Mm-hmm. It's believed the three were ambushed and killed when the truck returned to the lot. Their bodies were placed in the truck, driven to another location, and dumped. Yeah. The truck was then driven back to the lot. Okay. Which is so, I don't know, like... um I mean, I guess, like, they're going to uncover eventually that there was, you know, suspected murders and stuff there. Like, why bring back the truck to the lot when you, like, leave all that potential evidence behind? I don't know. Several lakes in the Denver area were dredged, but no evidence of these three missing persons has been found. Yeah, that's weird. Authorities believe Paul was the intended target, but I have to wonder, okay, Lorenzo Shivers wasn't... why Why do they think he wasn't the target? Because the blood hair, the piece of human scalp uh, that was identified as Paul and Sarah's, I read no nowhere was there physical evidence found in the truck or the lot belonging to Lorenzo. Yeah. So could he have been taken alive? Maybe he was the intended target? Yeah. And then Paul and Sarah just happened to be wrong place, wrong time? Well, I mean, potentially, too. So you said that there was no physical evidence recovered from him at all? No. Like Shivers? No, not that I've seen anywhere. It was Sarah and Paul. Do they, I mean, I'm not going to point the finger at him or anything. Do they think that he could be linked to this, like, abducting mm. them at all no okay. no so I, they don't think so at no all. no uh no i don't see any suspect or even a motive okay so no he's not he's not considered a suspect okay um yeah and i believe at the time he also had two small children that were close to sarah's age oh, hard. and also in one of the sources it mentioned that he was paul's partner mm-hmm. so uh, here you have the owner of a, a business out you know, making a run or doing moves uh, on, I think it was a Sunday Yeah, uh, with Lorenzo. So I don't know if they were close friends or if they were business partners. I mean, it said Lorenzo was an employee, but maybe, maybe, maybe it was more than that. Maybe he was a manager or a partner. Yeah. Or, like like a I business, said, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would think so because you wouldn't think the owner of the company would, would be out doing stuff like that yeah. unless it was just a really, really small company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, Paul Skiba is Caucasian, and at the time of his disappearance, he was six foot one, 170 pounds with a lanky build, yeah. brown hair and hazel or blue eyes. He usually wore a mustache, and he would now be 63. Sarah is Caucasian. She was nine years old at the time of her disappearance. She was four foot five and weighed 80 pounds with blonde hair and hazel eyes, and she had a red mark on the bridge of her nose. Sarah would now be 33. Okay. Lorenzo Shivers is African-American, and at the time of his disappearance, he was 5'10", 160 pounds. He had black hair and brown eyes. He has a scar on his abdomen and a tattoo of a scorpion on his left forearm. He would now be 60. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, no, uh, I, there's nothing about a motive. There's no suspects. Person of interest. No person of interest. No arrest. No anything like that. And it sounds like, you know, 
I don't know. That to me seems like you could like there has to be somebody that either heard something or knows something. I don't know. I mean, you would think, especially with three people going missing, that's a big crime. It it is, and you're right. Uh, why bring the trucks back and park them? Yeah, and then replace the lock on the gate because I assume someone cut through the lock to get in to the lot yeah. to wait for them to arrive. Well, you also assume that, I mean, if there are three missing people that are affiliated with this lot, that pe- that's going to be the first place that people search. Cause I mean, they were, you know, that was the last thing they were known to be doing. So that is weird. Like why bring that truck back at all? So I don't know. I don't get it, Rhonda. I, you know, I don't get it either. Either will. I mean, there are obviously things missing from the truck, like the moving blankets and the ramp to pull, you know, take the stuff in and out of the truck. Mm-hmm. Those were gone. Yeah. So where did those go? Like what, those are somewhere like we uh, have those unaccounted for. So I don't know. This is a very interesting one. It, it is a very interesting one. And unfortunately, I mean, this is 1999. So we're looking 23 plus years. Yeah. And I mean, the older, the the far farther it gets, the less amount we're probably going to have. So, you know, that is, I hope that we can get some closure for these families. I hope so, too. Um, you would think someone in the neighborhood heard something, saw something. Um, again, let's see. This was February, so obviously it would have been dark fairly yeah. early. Yeah. I, I don't know. And it may have been strictly a business area, may have not had a lot of residential uh, yeah, area around it or any homes around it. So I, I don't know, but it's uh, it's a puzzling one. That is. That was an interesting one, though. I think you've been coming up with the good ones lately. Yeah, certainly interesting. And again, it amazes me that there's not even a motive. Yeah. And, and I will throw something out. It was a moving and storage company. Could they have cut the lock to get into the lot, I mm-hmm. assume, and that's why they replaced it. But could they have walked in and or driven in and seen something going on at a storage building? I yeah. assume it was storage buildings in the lot. Yeah. And that's what happened. I don't know. I mean, it sounds like police are like holding a lot of information close to their vest a little bit. And so maybe if someone does incriminate themselves, there there won't be a ton out there. So like maybe it'll be easier for them to find a culprit, maybe. I hope so. But if you have any information regarding the disappearance of these three, contact Westminster Police Department at 303-430-2400. And you can reach us on Instagram, Small Town Missing. And as always, our sources will be included in the show notes. And you can find a picture of the moving truck on Charlie Project, as well as pictures of Lorenzo Shivers, Paul, and Sarah Skiba. Okay. That was good, Rhonda. Thanks, Will. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in two weeks. Like I said, hopefully we might have something released. But again, do not expect a brand new episode until two weeks from today. Mm -hmm. And thank you again. And please continue to like and share. And any suggestions are appreciated. So just comment and let us know anything at all. 